Well, we just have news that Ford will allow 30,000 employees who have been working from home to keep working from home after the pandemic winds down. That is so nice of them. Oh, did I mention that the United Auto Workers Union has just informed workers that the same Ford plans to move a major project worth $900 million from Ohio to its plant in Mexico. I guess that means that more employees will be working from home. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So after a disruptive year, according to the IRS, they are delaying the U.S. tax deadline to May 17th. Now, don't forget they delayed uh, the tax deadline into June for those who were affected by the winter storm and the hurricane. So some of the areas you have until June. Remember that? We talked a little bit about that a while back. So uh, everyone, though, has at least until May 17th to do your taxes to the IRS. That is so nice of them. I, I mean that. That is nice of them. No matter what's going on in your life, you make sure. You make sure to get that taken care of. And I, I appreciate them uh, realizing that there's been such a disruption to our lives the last couple of years. And uh, while they delayed the due date last year, they again delayed the due date this year. And that's very, very special. Did you know that there is a thing called, well, uh, plastic surgeons are calling it Zoom Boom. <laughs> yes, I know. People are so sick of seeing themselves on Zoom and saying, oh, that doesn't look right. I need to flatten that up and tighten that up and tighten this up. And man, I wish my lips looked like this. So uh, the plastic surgeons, or at least one plastic surgeon, Dr. Michael O'Reilly, practicing physician and Georgetown University professor of facial plastic and reconstructive surgery, said it's a strange driver for surgery right now. People are their own worst critics. He's seen about a 30% increase in cosmetic procedures since the pandemic began. <laughs> he claims that even, you know, as most people continue to avoid hospitals and doctor's offices, once uh, elective surgeries were put back on the board following the first months of the pandemic, the industry started booming and has gotten significantly busier in the last nine months. Botox is big right now. Facelifts, especially because people are spending so much time looking at themselves on camera. And it makes it easier for them to hide the scars or the you know recovery scars behind their masks that we all have to wear. Nice. And that's what he coined the term Zoom Boom. Other studies have talked about how the lasting impacts of this era have found shifting structures in our social interaction, you know, empathy, self-perception, and, you know, we're all uh, wearing our masks and social distancing, which apparently provides us some kind of safety. But, uh, you know, there's professionals that are saying, hey, you know, that, uh, that comes as a cost to our conversational closeness. 
a uh, one psychologist, Dr. Paul Ekman, who pioneered the study of emotions and facial expressions, said the global health crisis has made us conform to a new normal for the time being. And that time being is going to last a lot longer than the pandemic. We're seeing dramatic differences in how we interact, body language. Typically, when you're face-to-face, you can exchange up to, according to them, 10,000 nonverbal cues in less than a minute. With half our faces covered, we only rely on a few of those, I guess, you know, a lot less than the 10,000 nonverbal cues. I'm sure we're still getting the 10,000 nonverbal cues. They're just different, right? And they're different with our body language and how we project ourselves to others. On top of which, when we're staring at the Zoom, we're seeing full faces, but in real life, we're seeing masked faces. Uh, Just incredible. Apparently, there's a study where they had a thousand participants of different ethnicities, genders, and ages. I think we talked about this, where they were rate how friendly each face came across, and they gave them a face with a mask and the same face without a mask. And uh, that really really changed the way we looked at people and reduced some of the biases we have. Oh, really? So uh, that's a a strange way to uh, look at it, but I guess, you know, if that's what the little study showed that's what the study showed but they also talked about how you know we're spending all this time on well they always mention zoom because he called it the zoom boom but any of the you know social media uh, apps that are uh you know producing video where we talk to other people over our screens whether it's you know laptop or you know tablet or phone and we end up you know staring at ourselves full face but we also have people other people that we're talking to full face, but we're not getting that human interaction, which is, you know, up close interaction, which is really going to hurt us in the long run. Now, there's plenty of people uh, that uh, don't believe in wearing a mask. I get it. And, you know, it's up to, you know, you to decide whether you want to wear a mask or not wear a mask. Uh, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. It is up to you. But, you know, look, there's still plenty of private businesses that make you wear a mask and tell you, you know, you can't do business with me unless you wear a mask. There's plenty of businesses that say, uh, it's up to you. You can shop here with a mask or shop here without a mask. Hey, thank you. Uh, that's really the business that I want to do business with. One that isn't ramming something down your throat, but you know, I digress. So I love the, uh, there's a story about a, uh, Denton, Texas, a restaurant owner that has a sign on his front door now that talks about our new surcharge, $50. If I have to explain why masks are mandatory, 75, if I have to hear why you disagree, <laughs> what's kind of silly about that. And I get it. And you know, he said he hasn't charged anyone that he thought he was going to have to charge some lady, uh, and her friend, uh, the other day, but, uh, he didn't, but you know, you have to wear the mask to the table and then you can take it off to eat. And he was saying that people end up coming up to pay the bill without the mask on because they've gotten so comfortable sitting at the table without the mask, but that's not the way the rules are supposed to be. When you get up and move and move around, you're supposed to have a mask on. Yeah, that's, uh, That's what the science says. 
right? So anyway, I just, I find it uh, amazing that we're still having this, we're still having this fight. And I know we're, and we, we get such conflicting messages. We get the message that masks are not mandatory. It's, you know, up to private business and you can wear the mask. We get messages that they work. We get messages that they don't work or that they work and they really don't do a whole lot. So the point is, well, I mean, if they do a little, then that's fine. And they, we still say we thought that the uh, vaccines would end that. Nope. Uh, no, you still have to wear a mask. That's the deal. And uh, now that will probably change when they come up with some sort of way to prove that you've had the vaccine, right? I mean, that's what's happening in other countries around the world and businesses. But I see where, you know, earlier this week, I think, where there was a report that said, even if you go to the gym, you should wear a face mask in the shower. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, no, I, uh, I don't know if you've seen a mask get wet, but, uh, they don't work after that. It's not a, it's just a wet piece of paper on your face. Then it doesn't, it's just incredible uh, to me. It is just absolutely amazing. And I know the one story I heard the story today about the restaurant owner in Michigan, who's fighting the law and stayed open. And she's now they're find her and they've taken her. And they've taken her license away, and she's saying that it's unconstitutional. They can't. First of all, they're not. They can't even make me have a license, but I'm still staying open. And in the story, it talks about one person. She's been open. She's been open for months now, months, and 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 does not have a mask mandate in her restaurant. Okay, she's been open for months. There's one story where maybe a person who ate at her restaurant left. And then had COVID-19. So may have been, uh, may have been spreading the COVID-19 when they were eating at the restaurant, but we don't know for sure. One person, that's a pretty good rate, I would say. And I was, I mean, a year ago, I would have believed that that if we were at that point, we'd be back to, you know, normal but not in today's world, not in today's world. Remember also, uh, happening in today's world and, uh, you know, every other world there's scams going on. (laughs) We talk about scams all the time. And when I try to look at things, figuring out how people can get scammed with all kinds of things that are going on in the world. Now the stimulus checks are hitting people's bank accounts and hitting people's mailboxes. And they're worried that uh, scammers are going to try to take your money. Uh, yeah, no problem. There's a big long list that they've released of, you know, fake checks. Don't, uh, don't let your excitement, uh, let you, uh, you know, realize that there's fake checks, social media messages, fake social security number requests, uh, small business administration loan scams, processing fees, cash advances. Uh, just you need to remember, and it's difficult sometimes. Don't reply directly. Don't respond to unknown calls, texts, or emails. If you think the message may be real, then uh, maybe you do a little, little background check. See if it's actually... Uh, a re a, a rightful website, a rightful phone number, and uh, for and look for lookalikes. You know there might be uh, you know a dot and an extra word in there that looks like the same web address. And don't pay any money for a free government grant. I mean, or program. I I know that uh, there is uh, what's his face. 
the question mark suit guy, uh, Matthew Lesko. He has, uh, you know, he's made a, has made his life uh, getting, uh, letting people know how to get money from the government. So, uh, you know, I, I think you have to buy his books, and he goes down a list of how you can get grants and study money and free money from the government. That's how he's made his living. So I don't think that that's necessarily a scam. Uh, and then if you think that you can use his plan and get money from the government, uh, go for it. Because they, you know, look, I if you believe that you shouldn't be getting government money anyway, then don't do it. But there's plenty of people, Elon Musk and other corporations, many of them, Amazon, getting uh, government grants and study money uh, all the time because the government is not shutting off the printing machine. The printing machine is on fire. You can't even touch that thing now. I mean, tss, tss, tss. it is on fire, man. They haven't shut that thing off in a long time. And it doesn't appear that they're planning on shutting it off anytime soon. Anyway, just, you know, beware of the scams. It happened. I mean, I'm not, I talk about them all the time. I get emails and I get a text from something and I'm like, that, that can't be real. It just can't be. You just know it can't be. But it sounds so good. You want it to be. You really do. I get the emails from Reem all the time. I've got to go through the emails of Reem. Because Reem has changed a few things in these emails that she sends me. But it's always the same amount of money. The $47 million or whatever. And I mean, I, I joke around about replying to Reem and setting up a part of the deal. Because she's willing to give me you know, a percentage of setting up a separate account where she can, you know, put in this money. But, uh, you know, I know that it's not real. No matter how much I want it to be, it's not real. The last email I got from Reem just, uh, just a couple of days ago is under a new heading, uh, Reem space capital E period capital A, no period, and then, but the actual email is customercare at econet.co.zw. Now, this one is a uh, dear friend, and it talks about, uh, you know, my name is Ms. Reem Ibrahim El Hashimi, and uh, claims that she's the Minister of State for International Cooperation in UAE. And she's writing to me on behalf of my other two colleagues who has authorized me to solicit for your partnership in claiming. $47 million from a financial home on their behalf and for our mutual benefits. And in this email, she's going to give me 15% of the total amount involved as gratification for being uh, their partner in this transaction. And they give me an email address to reply to. Okay. Then the email prior to this one, and this was under the heading, very important. Okay. The next was business request. The one before this, uh, a couple weeks before that one was under the heading business request. And the email was from Ms. MS period space Reem Ibrahim with the email address at, uh, M I C H I R O at apaya slash net.com. And this is from, uh, Reem Ibrahim El Hashimi. Now the same thing is said that she's still part of the same stuff and it's still 47 million. Uh, and this one is from a financial home in Turkey. 
on their behalf. What was the first one? From a financial home uh, partnership claiming from a financial home, not from Turkey. Now, the $47 million on this first email was an oil and gas deal with Turkish government within 2013-2014. And because of the nature of the deal, we don't want our government to know about the fund. That is why we decided to contact you, which I thought was which I thought was really, really nice. This one uh, is, uh, is uh, remember, for our mutual benefits from a financial home in Turkey. And it is a deal with the uh, oil and gas deal Turkey and Greece government, 2015 to 2017. Uh, still the same amount of money, though, $47 million. And, uh, and they're, going to, they're going to compensate me 20%. Okay, so the last the time the last one was only fifteen percent. The time before that was twenty percent. Again, with a different email to reply to. So I mean, it's just an example of I want that to be true. So bad. I mean, I could use even fifteen percent of forty seven million dollars. I don't even want to do the math. We've done it before on the show, but 20% sounds better than 15% of the 47 million. And, you know, all I have to do is help them set up a separate account here in the U S to get it over here. And then I get my cut and then, you know, I give them the rest as part of the deal. I'm all for it. Let me send you all my information so you can know exactly who I am and take anything that I have. I don't have much, but you, they, they will take anything I have or you have. And it's incredible to me that the emails do not stop. This is the old, you know, crown prince from Africa email scam. And apparently it must work because they keep coming through, man. They keep sending them. This was, you know, I think the last one was uh, a few days ago. And then it was, I think, 10 days prior to that. So they're on a schedule and they just change it up a little bit. So anyway, the scams are out there. So if it, you know, the old, I know the old adage, you know, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And I would guess that probably 90% will go with 90. I'll give you 10%. If it sounds good, it's, it, you know, you get 90% of it's not good. 10% it's good. And that's probably, that's probably too much. <laughs> that's probably too much. It's probably 99.9%. If it sounds too good to be true, it's not. And you only get a 0.1% of the time that it's true. But there's still that chance. All right, let's go to the break room. I need, <laughs> I need it. There's a chance I'm going to need something cold to drink right now. And that chance is 100%. Hey, uh, for those of you listening live on the uh, 18th of March, 2021, uh, big uh, Justice League Snyder Cut release today. On uh, HBO Max, got Wonder Woman, Batman, they're all there. Zack Snyder's, Zack Snyder's Justice League. It uh, it hit uh, HBO at 3 a.m. Eastern. It's been trending ever since on uh, social media. People are going crazy over it. I know my son has been, uh, you know, talking uh, heavily about it. If you're not sure what it is, uh, you know, they, uh, HBO gave Zach, uh, 70 million to piece together his original footage from the cutting room floor. And it's only four hours long rated R new score, finished special effects, two new villains. Uh, Jared Leto is the Joker. And, uh, I'm 
kind of looking forward to seeing it. And I know that, uh, you know, I know that uh, my son is definitely excited to see it. So we'll be watching it uh, sometime today. So I'll let you know tomorrow uh, on Chewing the Fat, my review of Justice League. Uh, If I can get through the whole four hours. Oh my gosh. Could be an agonizing four hours. But, but I'll do it. I'll do it. Hey, if you're listening to this uh, right now and you're not a subscriber to the podcast, turn your life around. Uh, subscribe to Chewing the Fat. And by the way, you can subscribe to Chewing the Fat for free. Uh, so you're good to go. Uh, Chewing the Fat is not costing you any money. I know. I you're, You know what? You're welcome. So whatever platform you're listening to it on now, you can subscribe on that platform. Or if you say, you know, I really don't like this platform. I'd rather use iTunes or iHeartRadio or Spotify or Stitcher. Well, go ahead. There's a plethora of platforms out there. Whatever whatever platform warms the little cockles of your heart, that's the platform for you to use. And subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Okay? And I just uh, released the uh, video of my interview with uh, Phala Mackler about uh, my son Hunter on my YouTube page, Chewing the Fat. So you can subscribe to my YouTube page, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, and watch that video and many others. And click the little notification bell so you know when the new videos post. And there's new there's new videos often. Did you see the hotel? Well, it's a video of polar bears uh, on display at a hotel in China. It's the Polar Bear Hotel. It opened in Harbin, China. And who doesn't, I mean, want to go to Harbin, China? It's beautiful this time of year. The polar bears belong in the Arctic, not in the zoos or glass boxes and aquariums, says my personal friends, who I love, uh, PETA. Uh, And of course, uh, well, this is people of ethical treatment of animals, Asia. Their senior vice president, Jason Baker, little wound up. Uh, but look, it's the video is awesome, and the bears certainly don't look like they're starving. They're in an enclosure. There's they've got water to swim in. <laughs> they are uh, fine. The hotel is part of this Harbin Polarland theme park. There's not a lot of rooms in. It. It's like a 21 room hotel. Uh, it hosts a famous arf carving ice carving festival and it's shaped like an igloo it's in the northern northeastern most chinese province hey longjing it's in the northeastern most chinese province to be exact hey longjing yeah and it's beautiful this time of year now you can stay there for $290.10 and you can upgrade to $351.56 a night. Uh, And according to their spokesperson, uh, interest in the hotel is very high. So, you know, and to think that they are, you know, the hotel is making money from animals' miseries. Are they? Are they? I don't think so. Uh, their misery is not, uh, not misery. They are, uh, living a good life. Now, according to the hotel, they say that they can, you know, you have 24 hour viewing <laughs> to the bear, viewing access to the bears. So whether you're eating, playing or sleeping, polar bears will keep you company. Uh, that's nice. 
Right? That's a good deal. (laughs) Now, the hotel says, hey, we're taking care of them. And I, you know what? I believe them. They're in China. There's no reason to doubt that someplace in China would lie to you about how they're taking care of animals. Because we know from past experiences that China is great on uh, on uh, animal rights. So according to the hotel also, uh, they, have, they have the indoor enclosure. It's only a part of their habitat. They also have an outdoor area that they're allowed to access, you know, when the temperature and air quality are appropriate. <laughs> they did not look unhappy. Now, I know that it's, a pro, it's probably one of their promo videos or, or it was, a, you know, a PETA person uh, taking a picture of it. Uh, but the video made them look, they look okay. They're fat, they're healthy, they're wandering around, they're swimming. What more do you want? Out in the wild? Oh, that's what you want? Oh, okay. Well, you're not getting it this time, I'll tell you that. As long as we're talking about animals, I see where, uh, you know, a, a new survey from Value Penguin, who I love surveys from Value Penguin, 80% of pet owners say they would pay more money to secure a cabin seat for their pet versus the cargo hold. Only a one in five respondents said they would be willing to shell out more than $300 to get their pet on a plane, while nearly two in five said they'd be willing to spend more than $100. 22% said they'd spend less than 100 to ensure their pet had a spot on a plane. Okay, here's the deal. And this is, you know, you got your little dogs. That's why the people carrying their little dogs and cats are saying, well, they don't need a whole seat. They could just sit on my lap. I'll spend extra for little Buffy uh, to get sit on my lap during a flight. You know what? No, no. Now, maybe if the airlines want to, you know, have a separate flight for animal holders and carriers, maybe you have the whole, you know, you just have a, a plane that flies humans and animals together. But when you have some, most people flying without animals and a couple with animals, no. I say no. Unless, now here's another out. It's just, a, you know, just me thinking out loud. Uh, you know, they come on the plane and they give everybody on the plane an extra 20 bucks. Hey, I got to sit with my dog. Sorry, here's an extra 20. Uh, there you go. Or I buy everybody on the plane a drink. Oh, wait, they don't sell drinks anymore during the virus? Oh, okay, well, then never mind. How about cash money? Then bring your stupid Buffy on the plane with you for cash money. And I don't even know if 20 bucks a head would do it. Now, that's going to be a little bit more, I'm guessing, than $300. But if it's not that, the answer is no. Buffy is in cargo or back home. Pretty simple. If you want Buffy to come with you, drive i know a crazy thought i know there's a thing that we've invented (laughs) called called oh yeah an automobile and you can go anywhere in this country you want and you can bring buffy with you so how about that there you go you're welcome you know we always talk about how police have a tough job and they really do and i i you know yeah yeah back the blue and they have a tough job and i do appreciate the job they do i mean 
<laughs> I mean that. I'm all about the police. I get it. I respect them. I want that. You know, I, nobody likes to get a ticket. Nobody likes to deal with them because they have the, their job is so tough because, you know, most of the time they're dealing with people in a situation that those people don't want to be in. Right. And so you hope that, and for the most part, police officers are real, you know, good people. I, I know that there's the bad ones and we can talk about them and we do, but you know, there are overall good, but when you're a police officer, when you're responding to things, sometimes you never know what you're going to find. So, uh, in Oldsmar, Florida, I've spent a lot of time in Oldsmar, Florida. That's part of Tampa Bay. Uh, the police were called to a townhouse where they found this uh, man, 47 years old, uh, on his back in front of his townhouse with his pants off. He had uh, one hand uh, on one thing and another hand holding a pickle. So I guess this guy was in a pickle? No, reverse that. Because the officer said he was using the pickle uh, while he was doing something else with the other hand. So both hands were busy do, doing things. <laughs> My point is, is that you never know what to expect as a policeman when you're called to someone's townhouse or home. It's just a, uh, so what makes the job so tough? In fact, in fact, it makes, it puts the police officer in a pickle. Speaking of being in a pickle, is Sharon Osborne is she gone yet? Is she off the talk? <laughs> I mean, I know you don't really care. I, I don't either. Well, I mean, I, I care because I like the story. It's funny, but, uh, for sure the show is in hiatus until next Tuesday, next week. That's what they said. And so she hasn't resigned. She hasn't been fired. It's just in hiatus. And I'm sure we're doing some, some soul searching and some racist soul searching. Although Sharon called all the claims crap, all crap in an interview to daily mail, uh, saying that, uh, everyone's got an opinion or a story like the wonton story. It's like F off with your F and wonton story. F off. <laughs> and she said, of course it's a pile on people want to add fuel to the fire when it comes with the territory. And that's fine. Is it Sharon? Is it fine? But you know, she, I told you yesterday she's gone. There's I, I, I do not foresee her surviving any of this on the talk. I loved also, I mean, this Harry and Meghan thing, man, is, uh, it's ongoing. I mean, it's, it, and some would say it's good for them, but it really isn't. The more this sticks around, uh, I think the closer they come to fallen, or at least, you know, the opinions of them, they just need to be quiet. I know that, uh, Charlie Hebdo, the uh, magazine, uh, in, uh, in France, uh, has taken big heat because of, of their one cover. <laughs> <laughs> they got a cover of poor Megan uh, uh, with the queen on her neck like uh, George Floyd. It is really funny, but I mean, it's not funny at all. And it's, it's horrible, horrible. I mean, that's what they're famous for. Stop it. It's Charlie Hebdo, right? I mean, don't forget, they took 
they took fire. They had staffers murdered and staffers wounded from the brothers uh, that burst into the newsroom and shot them up because of a the Prophet Muhammad cartoon. Right? I mean, France, France was in trouble uh, in 2015. More people died uh, around the Charlie Hebdo shootings as well. But uh, most of them were the Charlie Hebdo shootings. And just anyway, and they, uh, you know, they're under fire for the queen on top of Megan. With her knee on the neck. Funny. Funny. That's what they're supposed to do, right? And one of the, and the, again, a story that won't go away, uh, Megan and Harry. We had the fan who started the GoFundMe page for Harry and Megan. And because she felt sorry for him, or at least, uh, you know, Hanson's online profile. I don't know if it's a she. I'm just, I guess it could be someone in love with both of them. Okay. Uh, but uh, they started a GoFundMe for Harry and Megan and said on the GoFundMe, um, I'm Anastasia Hanson. So it could be a guy or a girl, I don't know, from Ventura, California. And I'm raising funds to pay off the mortgage of the Montecito, California home of Harry and Meghan. We're two million supporters to donate just $5 each. The goal is met and the loan can be paid off. After the interview, I was moved with compassion to help get their home paid off. As they are now financially independent, this will help them and be a loving gift. Uh -uh. Well, uh, the campaign uh, shut down now. They they did raise one hundred and five dollars. Uh, Anastasia kicked in five to get the GoFundMe started. Somebody else kicked in a hundred, and that was it. I'm pretty sure after the Netflix deal and the Spotify deal that they'll be okay uh, in their fourteen point six five million dollar home, uh, dubbed Chateau of a Riven Rock. Uh, in their nine-bedroom, 16-bathroom home, uh, 18,000 square feet. Pretty sure they're going to be okay. I, I, you know, could I be wrong? Sure. <laughs> uh, you know, but it's got the staircase and the elevator and the living and dining rooms, gourmet kitchen, butler's pantry, breakfast room, family room, library, billiards room, wet bar, home theater, gym, wine cellar, spa with a massage room. Uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, they'll be okay in the bedroom with the fireplace and the chandelier and the wood beams, French doors, balconies, bathrooms, fireplaces, chandeliers, marble bathtub, large vanity, plus another sitting room. I'm guessing they'll be okay. And we saw the backyard with the chicken coop, the Archie's chicken coop, uh, during the interview. So cute. So, so darn cute. I just, I just love them both so much. I just love them both. Although I will say that I do appreciate uh, Pierce Morgan's wife uh, has a nickname for Megan, and she calls her Megan. I mean, there's a good argument for that. That's for sure. Washington, D.C. So a man was arrested for gun and ammunition offenses near the official vice president's residence on the grounds of the Naval Observatory. Now, according to Metro Police, 
31-year-old Paul Murray of San Antonio, Texas, was detained by Secret Service and arrested. He had a rifle and ammunition that was in the car. He didn't he wasn't carrying it around with him. It was in the vehicle. Now, Kamala Harris, I'm sorry, Vice President Harris, is not even living there. She couldn't even stand to live in the same house that Mike Pence was in without remodeling it first. I mean, you can well understand her displeasure. She's over at Blair House. So according to sources, the suspect's mom calls Capitol Police after he made statements that concerned her, though they weren't connected to the vice president or the president. Oh, that's always good. So the guy's just a little wacko, right? So he was spotted on surveillance cameras near the Naval Observatory. I wonder if those are the same cameras that Mike Pence had put in. Maybe Kamala needs to change those out. Uh, Secret Service approached the suspect. He said he needed help. Wondered if President Biden could help him. <laughs> okay. I mean, maybe you go to the White House. What do you think? Uh, maybe you write a letter. But uh, he didn't have any weapons on him. He took the police to his car and the rifle and ammunition were found in the car and he didn't make any threats to anybody. So I don't know if they arrested him and let him go. They told him to take a hike, you know, get out of here. What are you doing? Uh, you can't be here, but I don't know. I don't know, but it's just a strange, strange story. I mean, the guy does sound like he is struggling with some kind of, you know, mental issues. I mean, if you're a 31-year-old guy and your mom is calling the Secret Service, or at least calling the Metropolitan Police Department, uh, your mom is calling the police department on you from Texas. I guess she's from Texas. I don't know. He's. They made a point of saying he's from Texas. So, uh, you know, it's always anything that kind of shines a, a darker light on Texas uh, is important in all these stories. That's uh, for sure. Did you see where... Uh, the John Kerry thing with the mask and the mask, the alleged mask violation on United, on American Airlines. Okay, first, is John Kerry flying American Airlines? I don't know that I buy it. I don't know that I buy it. And the picture they have doesn't look like John Kerry. I'm sorry, it just doesn't look like John Kerry. I've seen John Kerry a thousand times. I dislike the man a lot. But I know what he looks like. I know the work he's had done. I know the clothes he wears. I don't know. It just, I know. Don't, well, don't judge me. And uh, I just, the picture doesn't look like him. Okay, so why would he respond? Well, he was because the tweet said, hey, uh, John Kerry took off his mask as he settled into a book in his first class seat just before takeoff today on at American Air Flight, Boston to D.C. He was not eating nor drinking. He was simply flaunting Biden's mandatory mask policy. All right. So if it's a I, I originally saw the picture and I went, that's just a John Kerry lookalike, a guy that kind of looks like him. And it's a funny tweet, right? They're going to beat him up. So then he responds and, and uh, he tweets under the at climate envoy Twitter account with special special presidential envoy, John Kerry, tra uh, you know, verified, uh, feels like there's some St. Patrick's day malarkey afoot on Twitter. Let's be clear. If I dropped my mask to one ear on the flight, it was momentary. I wear my mask because it saves lives and stops the spread. It's what the science tells us to do. Is it John? Is it? 
But let me say this. If this picture is John Kerry uh, reading his book on American Airlines flight, there's no mask hanging to the side. Uh, it's not hanging underneath. You know how they pull it underneath the chin? If, they were we- if you're wearing it and you want to breathe and take a drink, you pull it down below your chin. So there's so many pictures now with people, you know, that don't want their, their full face covered up in a picture, but they pull the mask down and then they can pull it back up. Or you see it hanging off their ear to one side, getting ready to put on the other side. There's none of that in that picture. So dear John, if that's you, uh, stop lying. You just don't want to wear the mask. I don't blame you. It's okay. It's okay. You can all, it doesn't matter. But it does matter on the airlines because it's their policy and they have zero tolerance. And they say they're investigating, okay? They say they're investigating. And if they find out something wrong, then something bad could happen. And I don't believe John Kerry's flying American Airlines. But I guess since he responded about the malarkey afoot, maybe he does. Maybe he does hop on first class to fly from Boston to D.C. I don't know. It doesn't... I mean, has John Kerry fallen? I mean, you, we talked about... President Trump being, they're trying to say that he's fallen by flying in his, uh, you know, they're calling it the, you know, the rented jet, which actually he owns and it's just a smaller jet, faster, lands at smaller airports, you know, the whole thing. We talked about it yesterday. But has John Kerry, the special, what's his full title here that he tweeted on? The uh, special president, presidential envoy. John Kerry at Climate Envoy. How many followers does he have on that stupid account? Has he fallen that far that he's flying commercial? <laughs> uh, no, I, I I don't know. That's a sad if it is. That is sad. And when you look at the picture, I just went to the uh, Twitter account, which has 125.6 thousand followers and seven following. Who's John Kerry follow? So, of course, President Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, Department of State, the White House, U.S. Mission to the U.N., Secretary uh, Anthony Blinken, Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield. That's it. That's all that account follows with 125,000. That's not that many followers for John, the special presidential envoy. So many people are concerned about the climate. You'd think he'd have a lot more followers than that. Anyway, the picture on his Twitter account uh, you know, his, his main picture was with, uh, I guess probably his grandkid or something, uh, hugging him as he's signing some bill that's going to cost us a billion dollars. Then the main picture, I'm sorry, that face is not the face of the one that's uh, sitting on that airplane. I, I just, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Now I, I could be proven wrong, but I'm just telling you, I don't believe it. And I, I don't know what to think about it because he responded. So if is it a fake picture that isn't John Kerry on the airplane, but John knows he flew on an airplane, and so he realizes that he's got a comment because he did fly on American Airlines. But I don't think the picture is John Kerry without the mask. I think it's somebody else. But <laughs> it's just it's driving me crazy. I've got to, we've got to have a special chewing the fat investigation on this. CTF has got to report or investigate or something. Okay. Uh, before we go today, thanks. I want to thank you for listening to chewing the fat. Uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, uh, remember the rules as a subscriber to chewing the fat. You, uh, I don't care what you listen to. You're obviously going to listen to more things than just chewing the fat. I get that. 
Uh, but, I mean, I don't know why you'd want to, but I get it. Now, the uh, I do know why you'd want to, but I'm just joking. Uh, but the rule is, if you're a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, whatever you're listening to, if you're ever asked, hey, what are you listening to? You have to say Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. That's a rule. I, I don't, you know. Do I make up the rules? Don't ask. I just, uh, maybe. Uh, but, you know, I'm just saying, you have to do it. It's a rule. It's part of the deal. So, uh, four headlines. Well, don't forget the email that I get calls it, I think, three headlines and a lie. But it's really four headlines and a lie. One of them is a lie. But uh, I went through them. I was looking at them yesterday. I thought, that's interesting because the one that's a lie, I you will believe that it's real. That's why it's such a tricky little thing, Jeff. Oh, okay. So uh, the first question is, and we'll see how you, how you know the news. Drivers involved in highway fender bender agree to sell picture of wreck as nft and split the profits the non-fungible right we've talked quite a bit at length about the nfts uh next headline first ever sighting of a walrus in ireland after it is thought to have drifted across the atlantic after falling asleep on an iceberg third headline biden says 85 percent of the white house staff still love his dog major after biting incident fourth headline suv crashes into house in montgomery hedgehog involved unharmed so there's the four headlines one of them is a lie now for sure we've covered the 85 percent of the staff still love uh dog major after biting incident biden said that in an interview we talked about it i think yesterday but one of the days this week we talked about it because uh if that's not the reason they they were shipped back to what state's he from again oh yeah delaware he was going to be gone. Jill was going to be gone. And they have sent back to the trainers and the caretakers. Oh, okay. All right. No problem. Are they ever going to come back to the White House? My answer would be uh, probably no, but that's just a guess. So we know that one is a true headline, right? We, uh, we know, and I don't know that we talked about it, but so you still should still know it though, because I mentally had it in my head. Uh, the first ever sighting of the walrus in Ireland after it's thought to have drifted across the Atlantic ocean after falling asleep. Man, that's a long sleep. (laughs) I remember seeing that thinking, wait, the walrus fell asleep and just drifted across the ocean. Okay. All right. So then you have two left, right? SUV crashes in the house in Montgomery, hedgehog involved, and the drivers involved in a highway fender bender agree to sell picture of wreck as NFT and split the profits. Uh, the crash in Montgomery, the hedgehog involved, is uh, absolutely true. All right. Uh, they. What was strange about that story is it talked about uh, cars hit buildings in the Washington region fairly often with Montgomery County. Um, maybe we ought to look into that before we start worrying about, (laughs) uh, you know, the connection between the car crash and the animal did not involve any disturbance of a den. All good. All good. With the creature that might've been living in the wild, which is, which is great. I mean, that's always good to hear, isn't it? So that makes that the driver involved in a fender bender agree to sell picture of wreck as NFT and split the profits is the lie. But I will say that that's coming. That is coming. And it won't be very long, my friends. It won't be very long. You can mark my words on that. That is a CTF guarantee. 
CTF guaranteed.